Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Stretch run of Grant and Danny. We are at B-Dubs, Buffalo Wild Wings and Falls Church off Leesburg Pike. Stop on by and say what's up. We're here till 6.30 this evening, about a half hour from right now. So if you are in the area, it's now or never time. Welcome back to Grant and Danny, and thanks much for making the show part of your day. We've been promising you you get to hear Ron Rivera's press conference in its entirety today. This was Ron with reporters out in Ashburn, starting with his assessment of the game. Had several opportunities on both sides of the ball to, to – do some things. I mean, it, it shouldn't have come down to what it did at the very end if we do those things, you know. Um, but, you know, honestly, though, it, it's just one of those things where if you do those things, if you if you execute, play discipline um, on a couple in a couple situations in the red zone, um, you know, uh, and, and, and do what you're supposed to, we put the ball in the end zone instead of having to kick field goals or, or, or unfortunately turning it over. It's very late in the season, obviously. Is there anything you can change at this juncture to, to get that going? I think it's just really going out, uh, continuing to do what we do, um, go out and make sure we are um, executing and not missing opportunities. Uh, that's the biggest thing that stood out in that game. You know, um, I also do want to say, you, know, you got to give credit to the Giants. They, they came out, they, 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 they did some things that, that, Really gave them an opportunity to be successful yesterday, and uh, they did. They did enough. Ron Brian Robinson had a a handful of big runs. I think he had like four for over ten yards of his twelve runs. Would you have liked to see him get more touches, especially late in the game? Well, I, I, again, I think you'd like to be able to do what you want to do a little bit more freely. Yeah. Unfortunately, the circumstances did dictate you know some other things. But yeah, I would have loved to continue to see if we could have fed him. Um, especially if we could have taken advantage of, of scoring in the red zone uh, because then the game would have been closer. It would have called for something like that where we could have handled the ball. But I do most certainly think that's part of our, our winning formula, and that is to be able to run the ball successfully because it validates your play action. It validates bootlegs. It valid, validates nakeds and, and keepers and stuff like that. So, you know, that's something that we got to continue to focus on and stay focused on it. And after the game or today, have you had a chance at all to talk to Taylor or have any sort of one-on-one with him um, just to kind of go over all of this? I talked to Taylor last night. Uh, Ron, uh, to sort of follow up on a little bit of that, at this point into the season, I'm curious, what do you see as your offensive identity? Because you do have the power running with Robinson, you have the receivers. What is the identity of this offense right now? Okay, so to repeat it again. I think we can run the football, and we can run the football downhill. And off of that, we can be a play-action team, um, a bootleg team, a physical up-front team. It gives our offensive line an opportunity to fire out, 
and not have to catch as much. Uh, we've seen that that has been successful, and we got to continue on with that uh, type of mentality, um, in my opinion, just because I believe that is part of the formula. It's part of what we can do, um, and it's been successful for us. And um, part of the appeal with Taylor is his mobility, of course, and with uh, it is, uh, to avoid pass rushers, ascent plays, et cetera. The Giants were able to, to get to him, though, uh, a, a fair amount. Has that something changed with that regard, or is it? How do you kind of view that aspect of it? If Taylor's strength is this ability to mobility and extend plays, when the other uh, front is kind of getting getting at him a bit more. Well, there was a couple opportunities that that came up where he was in the pocket. Um, it was third and long situations. Um, I really think only one of them was a first down or second down situation, second and long situations. So when we were put our, when we put ourselves into passing situations, really is when we had trouble and we struggled. When we're we're in situations where we're staying ahead of the chains, as I said, it makes our play action viable, and that's something we have to be aware of and be even better at. Hey, Ron, how did you think that Taylor responded after ha- after that first half? Oh, I thought he responded very well. I mean, we continued to move the ball up and down the field. Again, we just and, – and I think you wrote it – we have to be aware of our ball security. I mean, and, and that's really what got us. Um, the first one, you know, he got blindsided. But the second one, down in the red zone, you, you're looking to escape. you got two hands on the ball. Two hands have to remain on the ball and protect it to the ground. And that's that's the truth. And when you look at that red zone area – and I know this has been talked about a lot – is there anything that you saw – you know, calls aside and all that, what have you seen maybe as a theme that's like, this has to get better down there? Well, I, I think part of it is, again, we, we, we have to not be in situations where you, you, you feel you have to throw the ball. You know, keeping the option of being able to run it, uh, it, it opens up so much more. Your, more of your playbook is available to you, you know, and, and in several games we've been slightly behind and throwing the ball is, is, is one of our better opportunities because of the playmakers we have as wide receivers. You know, when you've got Terry and Jahan now, who's really looks like he's back into form and Curtis, you know, we've got to, we've got to spread the ball to them. But at the same time, we want to keep ourselves in a position where you can run it if you want to. Ron, where do empty sets fit into this offensive identity? I know it, the sack happens to be on an empty set. <clears throat> That last night, but you talk about play action and power running. Right. What do you like about those empty sets and, and what they bring to the? Well, the biggest thing about the empty sets is it, it spreads out the defense, and if you can get the ball into somebody's hands quickly, like a Curtis or a Terry, which we saw in space, uh, they become even more dynamic. You know, and that's something you know that that we try to be quick about. Um, unfortunately, on on the on the hit on on Taylor, he gets it out. He's going to get it out, but he's going to get it out a little bit late. And it was him going from his initial read to another read. Uh, at that point, you got to understand that, you know, and, and again, it's it, it's something he should be more aware of and he'll work on and understand even more so is that, you know, hey, I, I got empty, so I got a bunch of one-on-ones. The ball has to come out on time. In the red zone, you guys have had trouble throwing in, in the lower red zone particularly. Is there something that – Taylor can do better or certain concepts that you'd like to see that could help you guys improve in that area? Well, again, I, I think one of the things that, 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 that could be to his, his detriment is, you know, when, when, when your initials are taken away, you've got to quickly come back to the other side. And when the space is 
condensed and it's reduced, you know, it's one of those things that you've got to do it quickly and get through it quickly. You know, a couple of times he's kind of waited a little bit to try and give the guy an opportunity to get to the window or to another window and then go to another guy. And sometimes it's just, you know, we, we've got to keep that, that clock in his head going and, uh, you know, continue to do those things. And in the past, we've, we've mentioned, you know, hoping this offense would evolve and, and take that step forward and be able to, you know, maybe build on some of those leads. And also at the same time, you know, Taylor's been pretty consistent in generating, you know, 18, 21 points in that range. What's the balance between wanting to evolve, but also saying, hey, you know, even even though there's there's certain difficulties, we still are very right. consistent. Well, one of the things that we thought we could do is take a few shots. And, and I know you guys saw us. We did go vertical a couple of times. We even ran a flea flicker going vertical. Um, and really, we only we, we only hit two of them. You know, we hit the one to Curtis and we hit the one to um, to Jahan. And that's something that, you know, if you're going to take those shots, your second down play has, has got to be viable. It, 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 it's got to get more than two yards or three yards because at that point you're behind the sticks and then it becomes challenging on third long. Ron, do you, did you give, do you give any thought to a change of quarterback for next week? No, no, David. I, I think that the biggest thing more than anything else is, you know, sticking with, with Taylor and, and, and what we're trying to establish, um, you know, and, and it is something, though, that obviously is talked about, obviously, out there. And it is something that, you know, to, to be quite frank, as I do have to think about at some point. But if we can continue to if we can get back on track and play the way we've played and do things that we've done, um, you know, then we'll stick with where we are uh, until then. You know, I, I will I will do that. The the body of work during Taylor's streak. I mean, it's been pretty consistent in terms of what he's been able to produce. Right. Um, is his skill set going into the San Francisco San Francisco game especially relevant given their pass yes. rush, given their ability to kind of collapse? Well, that's one of the things too. And, and again, if we can run the ball successfully and and do a few other things, it it, it will offset some of the things that they do and do well. Uh, we've got to be able to handle that up front, which I think we can. Um, you know, we, we, we've been able to do it a couple of times. You know, we, we, we've done it against Philadelphia. We had some really good moments against Minnesota, um, you know, and a few other teams where we've been able to control the tempo because we've ran the ball early and effectively. Um, that has to be one of our priorities going into this game is that we've got to make sure we're, we're, we're short up in terms of uh, running the ball and then understanding in terms of our protections versus some of the things that they try to do. And two more. You mentioned an, an awareness of, uh, I guess, that the outside dialogue on a quarterback changes. Is that part of your messaging to, to Taylor is, is just have, having him trust what's inside the building as opposed to that conversation? Absolutely. Most certainly, Michael. I, I think, you know, my conversation with Taylor last night, it was, hey, look, you know, we had some really good moments during this game. We did some really good things, but we've got to build on it now. We, and we've got to finish. We truthfully got to finish in the red zone and, and, you know, and, and I think, again, a lot of it is as long as I'm open with him and he understands where I'm coming from, I think we we all, we, we both get the messaging. Ron, can you talk about him going, quickly going through his uh, – real quick, sorry. Uh, when you were talking about uh, Taylor needing to quickly go through his reads in the red zone and, and the difficulty there, yep. is that something that can be fixed with experience and reps? I mean, is that something you feel like he can get a hold of? Absolutely, it is a rep thing because a lot of times when you go through that and you see it in practice, you see it a certain way. Well, if if one and two are open in practice, it's practice. It's a different tempo. So in his mind, in my opinion, we've got to make sure we can stress to him, hey, that this is going to happen. 
Okay, but if it's not there, you've got to get over here quickly to this read. And that's, uh, that's a rep thing. That's a that's a, an experiencing that we've got to continue to create and build up for him as coaches. And and I think it's one of the things that you know. And, and again, I, I listen to the coaches. I stand right next to them during during the red zone periods, and we talk about that. They talk about it. Hey, now remember, you got you got these two to this side. If that doesn't happen, you got to get back to over here. You got to do it quickly. And again, that's we got to continue to emphasize that to help him, you know, so that he understands. Last one, uh, Ryan. Even, on with uh, the with Chase Young, um, does the urgency for him to try and get back with only three games left is that kind of increased now with where you guys are at, where maybe there yep. isn't as much cushion as before? Absolutely, I, I think so, Matt. I, I think that you know, and for everybody for that matter, you know, we're we're in a very precarious situation right now. We have a half game lead over a couple of teams. And the key, though, is we got to focus in on and taking care of them one at a time. We got a big game coming up this Saturday. You know, we got a couple of key guys that that are, are hopefully ready to come back from 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 injury and get them out on the field so uh, they can help us out. I mean, we need uh, you know all hands on deck. This is this is this is this is what you live for. This is the crunch time of it, and and you got to want to be there and 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 got to want to be part of it. Um, and do whatever you can to get on on the field, um, and 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 hopefully, you know, some of these guys are healthy enough and ready to go. And you know, because we're not going to expose anybody that's not ready. But if if a guy can 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 come and make it and, and be out there to help us, we'd sure love to have him on the field. All right, thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. Early, thank Ron you. Ron Rivera's press conference today with reporters out in Ashburn at the team's facility. Uh, there's a lot there, but I think most notably his answer on the quarterback situation. Because yet again, while saying Heineke will start this week, I mean, each week the door opens more and more for Wentz. So we used to say it was cracked or Rivera wasn't suggesting or acknowledging that Heineke would be the guy for the rest of the year. And then last week, uh, the answer about Carson Wentz, I thought cracked the door even a little bit more, which was to say that Heineke's the guy for now, but we'll see long term. And this is now opening the door. I mean, this is it's now wide open, and you almost expect to see Wentz. He is acknowledging he... He, did, he just had to say Heineke's going to start next week. That was the question. Yeah, I think next week you're going to see him get to the podium and go, we're going to have tryouts. Like, that's how close we are to it. But he, all he had to aside, say yeah, was Heineke's real. the starter uh-huh. in San Francisco. That's it. And instead, then he keeps going and says, obviously, if you, he's like, obviously people are going to talk about this, and obviously the, this is a topic, and, and obviously, we, you know, look, we're thinking about the change. That, that's literally what he said. Like, uh-huh. Listen to this clip. This was Rivera today. Ron, do you did you give do you give any thought to a change of quarterback for next week? No, no, David. I I think that the biggest thing more than anything else is you know sticking with with Taylor and and, and what we're trying to establish. Um, you know, and, and it is something though that obviously is talked about obviously out there, and it is something that you know to to be quite frank, as I do have to think about at some point. But if we can continue to if we can get back on track and play the way we've played and do things that we've done. Um, you know, then we'll stick with where we are. Uh, until then, you know, I, I will I will do that. Obviously, it's being talked about. It's something that if that I have to think about at some point. Well, there's only three more points left. Not that many points left. <laughs> at some point, okay. <laughs> and then he said, if we can get back on track. So I'm reading that as if we lose to the 49ers, you're going to see Carson Wentz against the Browns at home. That's how I'm reading that. The way I hear it, and maybe I'm looking for something. I'll, I'll fully ad- admit that I'm, I'm reading very closely into things. But the way I hear it is, I couldn't do it this week. He had enough deposits in the bank, talking about Heineke, where I couldn't just pull him after one of these. 
I get two, I'm going to. That's how I read that. And, may, you know, again, maybe, maybe I'm just wish casting it or, or, or whatever, but I still get the sense that that's what he would like to have happen. Right? Because, again, for, for, for those of us that keep score with these kinds of things, and I do, remember, this was not their plan. They extended Terry McLaurin. They you know, worked really hard to rehab Curtis Samuel to make sure he was available. They drafted a wide receiver in the first round. They wanted to sling it. They went and got their prize quarterback where Ron Rivera cut his promo and told you about all the, the tape he watched, and I'd looked at the analytics in Indianapolis that time and this, that, and the other thing. That was what they wanted to do. But they're here. You can't apologize for making it work on the fly. But that's what they always kind of wanted to go back to, I, I think. And I, I still feel like that's the case. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. Maybe they won't play well against San Francisco. And he'll say, nope, we're going to dance with the one that brung us here. Who, you know, we're whatever we are, 5-2-1 with Heineke or something like that. And they'll just ride it out. But I get the sense that if and when they lose to San Fran and the offense doesn't do much, and by the way, no shame in that, nobody does much against San Fran. That defense is outstanding. That'll be the excuse, and they'll go to Wentz. Well, and that's kind of my point, which is that – it's not that fair to Heineke to, to say if this is actually how it's going to work, and this is what I believe. I think if they struggle on offense and they lose, and both of those things are probably going to happen, that they will go to Wentz next week. And even though I'm curious to see if they can throw the ball again when they do that, uh, I don't think that's a fair ask of Taylor Heineke. I mean, you're, you know, if you wanted to make a change and you put Wentz in this week, he would get demolished by the 49ers, too. Mm-hmm. You, you're not going to be able to consistently move the ball against that defense. I mean, I'm, I'm not even talking about winning the game, which I think is a tall order. But I'm saying that is the number one defense in the NFL that is number one against the run and number five against the pass, and they pick off passes at a number six rate, and they sack the quarterback at a number ten rate. Go get him, Taylor, but don't play badly or else you might lose your job. That's not that fair to that guy. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> I don't have another way to put that. It stinks, but you know that such is life for for you know journeyman True. Jerry. Such I mean, is life for a guy that was on his sister's couch and the whole story. He's gotten you know? a great opportunity already. Yep. Right. So I mean, in, in that way, he should be, I guess, thankful he got to buy some some shoes. And look, if he's the hero of the game, then he's the starter for the rest. Of yeah, the year. it's not the National Fairness League. You know what I mean? Like that's but, not what we what we are. And it's also I know that it's a short week. It's Saturday after a Sunday. It's cross country. I know they're extra rested. There's a lot of reasons why the Niners are probably going to beat Washington. But I think they're like a seven-point dog. It's not like they're the Texans playing against the Chiefs, you know, who, by the way, took them to overtime, uh, which maybe isn't the best comp, but like a 15-point spread, right? Yeah. It's not like a college team playing a pro team. You're not supposed to win. Their quarterback's Brock Purdy. Maybe John Allen, Deron Payne, Montez, Sweat, take the game over. That's what has to happen. The, the Niners opinion. turn it over yeah. three or four times. I mean, San Francisco has been really hot and really good. They're not the 85 Bears no. on defense. They're good, but this is not – their quarterback is a guy who has been playing for two hours. Like, let, let's settle down on they can't be beaten, right? So maybe Heineke plays well and, and the team plays well and he keeps his job. But I will be fascinated to see if he gets off to a slow start. Do you see Wentz? And if you don't, what does he say after the game? Because I'm calling it now. I think if they lose and Heineke plays how he's been playing, Went against the Browns. He's playing, he's playing, he's playing, all he's playing. Yeah, I think That's it, what that sounds I, like to me. I think it won't be Sunday. I think it'll be Monday. This presser, a week from today, I guess they don't play Sunday, they play Saturday. You know what I mean? The, 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 the schedule, the next time we have a moment to think about it, he'll talk to all the interesting parties, and that's what's going to happen. I believe he'll announce once. Caps tonight at home against the Red Wings. Let's give you a quick power play. Make this really short and really sweet. Alex Ovechkin needs a goal to tie Gordie Howe for number two all-time on the goals list. If he scores twice tonight, 
He moves ahead of Gordy into the second place behind Wayne Gretzky. And the chase we've been talking about will officially be on. Yeah, that chase is, is playing and is in games and stuff. That's a normal thing. But the, the other one. Anyway, the point is. He's got a chance to do it. I don't like these games where he's not scoring. Too many of those in a row. But, uh, yeah, very capable of going nuts against Detroit. That is your Caps power play. Big thanks to everyone who came out to B-Dubs to be part of the uh, broadcast today. Very, very cool to see our listeners out and about. Always means a lot. Thanks to everybody who listened on 106.7 The Fan throughout the day as well. Regrettably, to a misery Monday show. But we're back at it tomorrow. We'll turn our attention to San Francisco. We'll go around the NFL with our fastest 16 minutes. Full slate of Saturday games this weekend as well. That's right, yeah. So we'll be working a day in advance of what we normally do on the schedule. Plus, we got Commander Survivor getting down to the nitty-gritty. I think we're kicking off uh, one of the Final Four tomorrow on Commander's That's Survivor right. here on Grant and Danny. For Darris, back at our D.C. studios, Ryan out here at Buffalo Wild Wings and Falls Church. So long for now. We will talk with you at 2 o'clock on Tuesday. Thank you for coming. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 